I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. As you know, if you've been listening with us, I am James Milley, the co-founder and managing partner of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the United States, and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Emily Weeks here with us on the mic. Emily is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to niche your way to business success. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you AVP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Emily Weeks, and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Emily Weeks has always been obsessed with drawing animals when she noticed her flair for fine art. Since starting her business in 2016, she has grown a client base of animal and art lovers. She believes capturing the characters of your pets in a portrait is an amazing personal and memorable gift for any occasion. She lives in a small village in Hampshire in the south of England with a rescued adorable dog, Riley, of her own. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Emily. Hi, James. Hi. It's so great to have you here. Uh, Now, before we dive into it, Emily, uh, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Oh, um, well, basically, I was thinking about this one. and. I've always been a massive lover of art. I can just remember like being so young and always drawing something. And I remember, I think I must have been probably about nine or ten. And my um, my auntie got me a light box so that I could start sketching from like doing the outlines of things that I'd put on my light box and sketch away and then colour them in. So it's quite interesting now to see that I've developed into being a colour pencil artist because that is my first memory of art as well was using colour pencils so (laughs) that's so interesting that because your work is so um uh hyper realistic that I I love that you have this background in taking an image and and basically trying to to replicate it as much as possible that's that's really cool that you have this uh you started off with light boxes. I love that. <laughs> uh, very cool. So Emily, what was the moment since starting your pet portrait business where you realized that you could take your art career seriously and actually earn a living through it? So yeah, so I started my business about five to six years ago now. 
Um, but when I first started, it was definitely just like a side hustle sort of thing. I just did it because I really enjoyed it and I found a flair in it. Um, I started just doing little um, kind of freebies for my friends and my family, drawing their pets, um, that sort of thing. Um, and I never thought I could ever make a career out of it, like ever. Um, I always used to tell people when they said, oh, so how much do you charge? I'll be like, oh, something really, really small, because I just didn't think of it as a, a proper job or anything like that. Um, so that was for probably about three years. And then I started to kind of embed myself into this um, social media world of pet portrait artists, which I never knew existed before about probably two years ago. And I saw lots of people able to make a full career out of it. Um, so then I think it was probably from about October, November um, last year that I decided to really set my sights as a full-time pet portrait artist. Um, and where I'd been a lot more consistent over the last probably year or so, I then realised that it can become a full career um and the amount of commissions and requests that I got coming in I knew that working out the numbers I could definitely make it into a career so I made the jump to full time um in about May this year that's so exciting congrats to uh to switching over to full time Emily uh <laughs> I I think it's so important to be surrounding yourself with people who are doing the things that you want to be achieving so that you can kind of be a part of that community and in your case, this community of pet portrait artists who were actually making a serious living with it. Um, a lot of the times when I talk to artists on the phone um, about exhibiting in Superfine, one of the goals that I'm actually surprised to hear as frequently as I do is one of the goals artists have with being in the fair is just being surrounded by other artists and making those connections. You know, it obviously makes sense to that artists want to be um, uh, selling our, you know, making more collectors and so forth, but really making those new connections with artists is, it's also super important because that's going to get you into that mindset to uh, be living the life that you want with the art career that you want. So I think that's super exciting that uh, you kind of had that realization that like, oh wait, I can, I can make a living with this. This is, <laughs> this is, this is very possible. Yeah, totally. <laughs> cool. So, uh, so Emily, how can picking a niche for your art allow you to reach the right customers? That's right. Yeah. So I started um, drawing dogs because um, my boyfriend, he had two adorable German shepherds at the time. And where I knew I loved art and I knew I loved drawing realism, um, the subject matter was right in front of me, really. And I have a huge love for dogs myself. Um, therefore, I just drew them over and over and over again, basically. Um, and whereas putting my work out to show people online, they would then be interested in me drawing their dogs for them as well. And then my love for dogs paired with my love for art created this amazing niche in the pet portrait world. And the more you show your work and the more people it get um sorry the more people that you show your work to um the more interest you get in that same particular area so I found that advertising my work as well online in pep groups on Facebook or on Instagram that sort of thing 
um, it you get your name out there and people start to know your name for that one particular thing. Um, and then people just spread the word for you, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's uh, really a good idea, even if you want to be expanding, to start off with something that is simple. So in your case, like, you know, just starting with dogs, even if if you could be painting or uh, uh, drawing anything that you wanted or any type of animal, just starting with dogs, that's going to help you be so niche that you can really focus and you can really, you can find groups where people love dogs and, and, uh, you know, really hone in on exactly that audience. And then if you're looking, where can you expand, then maybe you you know, then you introduce cats into the picture or, or introduce whatever it is. Um, but I think that's super smart. Also, I love dogs. So I would, I would pick dogs first too. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, now my next question for you, Emily. So, uh, and we love, we love a good list. So what are five ways that you find your customer base? So I think it first starts with um, family and friends, um, people that you're close to already showing your work, because that can be a big thing um, for any beginner artist is actually showing your work to anyone full stop. Um, So I would say start with family and friends, the people that you know are going to be on your side, just to give you that little boost of confidence to start with. Um, And then I know I keep talking about it, but social media has been such a huge um, part of me growing my business. So, and then starting to share it on maybe your own personal social media pages and um, you'll be surprised how far that can go so quickly. Um, I would say the third step is then literally spreading it to groups of people that you don't know through social media, through groups or on Instagram, using hashtags, joining different um, artist groups as well. That's been very useful. Um, And then I have started doing a few local fairs and that sort of thing. And that gets your name out into the local community, but for people that might not be online, um, but it still spreads the word out there. Um, And also without you even needing to put your name out there is that once you've done a commission or you've done a bit of artwork for someone they'll then recommend you to their friends and family and the list goes on and on like that um and probably oh <laughs> I don't know if I've done four or five now I, I think that was five but oh, okay. <laughs> you're welcome to but otherwise you you've hit the the, the mark <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's good I've I didn't think of another one <laughs> well there you go um yeah and just to recap everyone so start with family and friends get that confidence boost uh and then branch out to your own social media pages and then other places that you'll find people on social media, like other groups using hashtags, um, and then things that are local to you, like a local fair or, or um, some type of exhibition that's available. And then from there, just letting the word continue to spread with referrals. People oftentimes don't give enough uh, uh, power to, to referrals, but honestly, you can have your business just completely continue with people who already know your work telling other people about it. So uh, definitely, I think those are, are five excellent ways to to build your customer base. Awesome. 
Um, well, we are going to come right back and Emily is going to tell you more of what you want to know about price transparency, cute pets, and so much more. But first, another message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Emily, uh, you list your prices on your website for commissions, which we think is a great practice. We're all um, at Superfine, always about price transparency. Um, how can try? Uh, sorry, <laughs> how can price transparency lead to more sales? I think it's a good starting step for people to begin that discussion with you. I found that before I was doing that, you would get so many messages from people asking what your prices are. And then as soon as you tell them, you either don't hear from them again or they try and um, they try and, I suppose, haggle with you a little bit. But if your prices are up there, they know that they're getting the same price as the next person that's asking. And I think there's a little less discrepancy around that is my price. And um, I think artists, especially new artists starting out, sometimes struggle with even charging for their artwork at all. Um, and I think having your prices available for everyone to see kind of puts you at a level where you know what you're charging and the reasons why you're charging what you're charging. Um, and it, I think it just means there's less questions for the customer and they respect you more and think of you more of a, as a professional than um, maybe just someone who does it as a hobby or something like that. Um, I think it also um, leads to more uh commissions in the long run um as people can see what your price is without even having to contact you at all they can then either save up or make their decision in their own time and then come straight to you when they are ready instead yeah a hundred percent um and definitely i i like what you were saying about uh fewer questions and more respect <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think that that's such a good way to put it um but yeah we talk about that a lot on the podcast just uh how having that price listed that just legitimizes it um but also like you were saying i mean having that price listed online instead of just being caught off guard where let's say you you haven't thought much about your own pricing and so you don't have that own confidence for it and then when someone does come to ask you you're not you're not exuding this this uh really affirmative response that like yes it costs this much and i'm not just saying that but that's actually the price that I've worked out and that's what makes sense uh, for the costs, for my time, for the complexity, you know, everything combined, um, you're, you're just saying that price. Um, but also uh, from, from the, the user's perspective, uh, I definitely, I go onto websites a lot. I did that uh, this morning, actually, I saw something and 
I, I got an Instagram ad for it and I was able to see the price and now I can think about it. Now I can really marinate on if I want to move forward with it um, on my own time, like you said. So I think that that's a really good point is that having that price listed online, once people do reach out to you to start that conversation, they're going to be way more warmed up. Like they've already been thinking about it. They know that your price is there because your, your website is publicly listed. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's uh, a really good point. So Emily, have there been any standouts when people send you their pet pictures or a really funny or silly pet or one that you will always remember? Do you have, do you have a standout? Um, I think there's been some really silly ones, but only from like being a professional pet portrait artist, you'd probably find it quite funny is that some customers will send you some photos where you can barely even make out it's a dog that is that blurry or <laughs> <laughs> it will be from like they've taken a photo of their dog and they're standing at one field and uh, at one end of the field and their dog's all the way down the other and they think that you can draw this highly realistic um, detailed pet portrait of what looks like a little black blob at the end of the photo. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it is such an honour to do what I do though and to be able to sit and just look at dogs all day. I think if you told me that when I was um, younger or a child, I wouldn't have believed you that I could just sit here, look at the detail of a dog all day and draw it. Um, so every time I receive photos from clients, I'm honestly, I pinch myself because it's like, I think it's a dream for most people to just be staring at dogs all day. So yes. <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be able to do what I do is, is amazing. And the amount of adorable dogs I get to draw, I think every single one is adorable. And you feel like, you know, the dog by the end of it as well, by the amount of hours that you spend in front of it. Um, and the little details that probably the owners have never even seen before, but you have to zoom right in and see all those little parts of a dog that you never really would look at. Um, but yeah, I think all of them are equally just as cute as one another. <laughs> I love that. Um, and definitely I, I saw on your website before we, uh, jumped on about the, you know, having a high resolution image of your dog, it's going to make for the best portrait. Uh, so definitely <laughs> I gather that you had a little bit of experience with uh, not the highest resolution images. Yeah, <laughs> it um, is hard though, because you do get some clients that come to you and they say that their dog has either passed away or it's, it's going to be like a memorial sort of portrait for them. And if they only have really old portraits, uh, pictures, it is quite hard to sometimes say to them that, I really can't draw from this or it's just not going to be as detailed as what the rest of my work is like. Um, but a lot of them do understand, so it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, Emily, this has been an amazing conversation. Let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there with one more question. And that is, what is one way that artists out there can rev up their art career? Um, I would say consistency. That's been the main thing for me boosting my art career recently uh, is just posting on social media consistently, drawing consistently, really getting the hours in. Um, you'll be surprised by just picking up a pencil or paintbrush or whatever your medium is every single day, at least for a couple of hours or maybe even less. Just picking it up every day, getting the hours in can really improve your work and staying consistent online and staying consistent in showing your work. Um, the more people see it, the more people are likely to want to buy from you. Um, 
And I think that really has been the key for me is consistency. I am always all about consistency. So (laughs) I support that. (laughs) Um, Well, to all of you business artists out there, Emily has been here with us sharing her amazing perspective. You can listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Emily, you can follow her on Instagram at EMS underscore Pawtrits, P-A-W-T-R-A-I-T-S. And you can also visit emspawtrits.co.uk. I love that. (laughs) Um, As always, remember that we are Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, We always appreciate a share when you're listening to and enjoying the Artist Business Plan. And once again, we'd really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us. And as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. The quote is by Rosa Bonheur. And the quote is, if we don't always understand animals, they always understand us, which I think is quite true. Uh, Emily, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective for our listeners. And for that, we are so grateful. Oh, thank you so much for having me, James. It's been lovely. Of course, Emily. Uh, Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world.